Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. This is the second part of our Revelation series, and we entitled this um, The uh, Endgame Story of God. Okay, so this is the Endgame Story of God. And uh, last week we discussed uh, chapter 1, right? And uh, of Revelation. And today we're going to talk about chapter 2. And uh, we want to uh, share with you uh, the book of Revelation, okay? And how, why is it important? Okay, we already mentioned that last week, okay? Because uh, it is uh, the message from the Lord Himself. And to remind believers that they should not fear because the author of the storyline, okay, of the, the universe from its birth, from creation all the way to the end, okay, which is the beginning of eternity, is written by God Himself. Okay, so we, we read that last week. Uh, last Sunday, if uh, you missed that, we encourage you to uh, to watch it, okay, after this. So this time, uh, Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3 is about the uh, the message of the Lord to the seven churches. Now, without doubt, these seven churches described in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3 are the seven uh, literal churches, okay, that existed, Uh Literal, literal churches at the time when John the Beloved wrote the book of Revelation, okay, in the island of Patmos. Now, although they were uh, uh, seven literal uh, churches during John's time, the message given to them at that time also has a, a, a big uh, spiritual uh, significance, for the church today, now you must understand again, okay, by context, the seven, the messages for the seven churches were for the seven churches during John's time when he wrote the book of Revelation. But at the same time, it's not just for them, but it's for the church of God all throughout the church age. I mean, I mean, uh, it, there is a significant significance for the church of God throughout the church history okay so I, I wanna I wanna explain that before we read the chapter 2 I just want to uh, go to verse 25 where it says Revelation chapter 2 verse 25 where it mentioned except to hold on to what you have until I come so if you read that phrase it meant, that the, the message that God gave to the church is not for the church during the time of John, but also for the church of today. Because it says, until I come. Take note of that, until I come. Okay? So Jesus has not returned yet. That means to say that the message that the Lord gave during the time, at, uh, around almost 2,000 years ago, is still operational 
today. Okay, meaning to say, it makes it timeless. Okay, it, it, I mean, for as long as the church is here, okay, it is still operational. It's still in effect. It's usable or capable of being uh, uh, put to use. I mean, the messages, or it, it's still fit. Okay, it's still fit for the church of today. Okay, so that's the point. So another thing that you will observe uh, is the word whoever. Okay, whoever has ears to hear. Okay, so that's in verse 7, verse 11, verse 17, and verse 29 of chapter 2. Meaning to say, whoever means whoever. Okay, <laughs> it applies to whoever, right? So not just those living in those days, but whosoever the Spirit of God enlightens, okay, or regenerates, or awakens the, the, when the Holy Spirit awakens the inner man, the inner being, okay, uh, regenerates our inner being, our inner man, then we will be able to hear what the Spirit says, okay? So, um, again, this makes it timeless. And, and another reason that I see is that uh, because the church before, during the time of John, and the church today is... Uh, is belonging to one body, okay? <laughs> Amen? It's belonging to the Lord Jesus Christ, the body of Christ. So as long as the church is here, the message, the messages for the seven churches lives on, okay? It, it goes on. Um, uh, we can learn from it, and uh, because we're still part, no? The church before, during the time of John, and the Today, it's still one church, okay? So, uh, being part of that one church that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to deliver one day. So, point is that uh, we should take a look. We should study. We should uh, uh, put importance to, to the messages that the Lord sent through John, okay? Uh, and remember that the end, the, the message or the end game story of God was communicated or the book of Revelation was communicated to the churches from the Lord Jesus Christ through the Apostle John by the angel. Okay, so we discussed that uh, last, uh, last uh, Sunday and the purpose was to meet the needs of the church during that time, okay? To meet their needs and to reveal the seven types of churches. Okay, seven types of churches, uh, individuals. They uh, every church has their own uh, personality, uh, unique uh, characteristics, and uh, somehow uh, we can uh, connect. Okay, in one of the seven churches, and so uh, another reason. For discussing, uh, for for the messages that was sent to the seven churches, is that uh, in those letters, in those messages, uh, the Lord described, okay, the the problem or the issues that the Lord has had, or has, <laughs> up to this present day, the the issues that the Lord has for His church. Okay, so issues that could fit the church in any given time of history. Okay, 
Uh, and uh, besides that, the issues were mentioned in, in the letter, uh, what are the recommendations? Okay, of course we know that if, if there is a wrongdoing, the Lord will tell the church to repent from it. Okay, so it is very important that we talk about it today and then I challenge you to respond. <clears throat> okay, being part of the church. So why am I doing this? Why are we doing the Revelation series? Because we want to prepare the church. And remember, just recently, uh, we are seeing uh, very drastic and speedily and rapid fulfillment of end-time prophecies. Remember, uh, in the Bible school, uh, eschatology was not really the, the, a major topic. It, it was a minor topic. Why? Because every prophecy concerning the end times years ago, Actually, every event or fulfillment happens, you know, the gap between them uh, takes years, okay? Like the, 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 the state of Israel, okay, they were reinstated as a, 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 a nation, a country. And then the Aliyah, the, the coming home, uh, etc. So, it's kind of, you know, it's... It takes a long time no, for, for its fulfillment, for the next to come to pass. But nowadays, you know, we just realize that, whoa, it, it is, it's happening, you know, very fast. And, and how accurate the Bible is. And, 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 uh, and uh, the things that, that the Bible talks, uh, prophesied about in the last days, in the last days, in the last days are becoming true before our very eyes. And, and, and there's no stopping it. And, and this is causing fear to a lot of Christians too. And, uh, and, and that is why a lot of Christians are in a denial mode. You know, they, they, they just don't want to hear. They just wanna, don't want to talk about revelation. They, they hate the subject that, 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 that causes them to, you know, be frightened and etc. But remember, this is why we're talking about Revelation series because we want you to know that it's a good story and that in the end, we will triumph in the Lord, okay? <laughs> so, uh, we don't want you to be ignorant, not knowing what's, what's, what happened, uh, what's gonna happen, what's happening now, and what's gonna happen next, okay? That's why we're encouraging you to read the book of Revelation, book read, uh, book the, uh, read the book of Daniel, and also Genesis 2, Exodus. Why am I saying this? Because the deliverance that the Lord is going to do when He touched down Mount of Olives is like the deliverance. Deliver, <laughs> it's like the deliverance that He did through Moses. Okay, during the time of Exodus from Pharaoh. That is why when we get to heaven, the Bible says that we're going to sing the song of Moses and of the Lamb. Why is that? Because, you know, it's a song of rejoicing, a victory, you know. It's, it's a, a song of deliverance, redemption, okay? So we celebrate because God is the mighty warrior, King of kings, Lord of lords, therefore, uh, we should not fear. Amen? So, again, uh, 
this is like a segue. We're going to talk about the, the issues that God uh, addressed to the churches because these issues might be your issue or my issue, our issues that needed a, a response, okay, from God. And, and that is why we need to hear what God has to say concerning the churches. Okay, so we're going to study it one by one. Today, we're going to tackle four churches. Next Sunday will be chapter three, and the, 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 we're going to conclude the last three churches. Um, and uh, again, okay, Revelation chapter one, verses one and four to five says that the end game story was written by God, okay? So the end game story is from God to the Lord Jesus Christ, then from the Lord Jesus Christ to the churches through John by an angel, okay? So uh, that's the summary of it, okay? So again, God is the author and the, of the end game story. Therefore, we should not fear. We should not fear, but we should know what will take place. It's like... Uh, Watching a trailer, okay? So read the book of Revelation, friends. It's very important so that you can, you know, so that you will see the significance of what's going on, okay? And, uh, okay, the, the, maybe you might, you're wondering why I posted or reposted or shared. I, I did not share all, but some. Uh, but uh, the, the reason for that, that it's a... It's not a it or thus says the Lord. It's actually a um, speculated possibility. Okay, so how we see it and it's it's aligning. Remember that I read Hefer when we discussed it that um, last month of October they found the tenth. Read Hefer, uh, five month old and and in the in the Old Testament God requires. That the reed heifer or uh, the, the, those uh, that were to be offered should be three years old. Specifically, that's why the, the, the Jewish, the, the rabbi said that uh, it's uh, because since it's five years old, so they, they will have to wait. Okay, so if you calculate that, that is going to be sometime 2024. Now, if it's going to happen 2024, <laughs> then we will no longer be living in times of uncertainty okay so now we are living in times of uncertainty because we don't know the time you know we are uncertain right but when the that, that's you know the rebuilding of the third temple is a marker okay landmark and we know that it's gonna be the last seven years if that will push through now look look i'm not saying i'm not prophesying that's it uh, because in my human thinking if I may, you know, like the church age, etc., you, you base it on the, the calendar of the, the, the Jews, etc. So it's kind of we have like more than 200 years, okay, more <laughs> before things will close. But, but if the, 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 the Jews who are longing for the third temple and, and they said that uh, it's going to be, on, you know, they're going to do it. Because this is the tenth heifer for the third temple, and they want the, the world to be united, and they're waiting for the their human great political leader Messiah. You know things like that who will uh, who will uh, 
grant them peace from with their neighbors. Actually, it's the only, the last piece lacking for the ceremony, the, the ceremony, purification ceremony was the red heifer. And they have it now. They just need time for the red heifer, heifer to, uh, to get to uh, the right age. Uh, but the um, but there is one person that they need. So uh, the the, <laughs> the 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 third temple will be materialized, okay, and uh, approved and, and uh, validated. They they need the ceremony, but you know their Messiah should come also. So it's kind of the puzzle is uh, almost finished, right? <laughs> But we don't know the time. So I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, in 2024, two years from now, be, uh, you know, either. Either ways, either two months, two years, 200 years, you know. My point is this, friends. We ought to be ready. You ought to be ready. The church must be ready for his coming, for his return. This is one of the purpose why we want to talk about the book of Revelation. We want to prepare the church. We want the church to be ready. And, and, and now that we have the platform, we still have time to talk about it. I'm going to discuss it. Okay? Not in the Bible school, but I'm not going, we're not going to uh, discuss the, the book of Revelation uh, like, uh, you know, the Bible school setting. But in a way, you know, in the simplest way that we can do, uh, we'll do it, okay, by God's grace. So help us, all right? So, guys, let's begin with the church in Ephesus. Ha! Well, that's a long introduction. Very important introduction. <laughs> Revelation chapter 2, verse 1, it says to the angel of the church in Ephesus, write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, and walks among the seven golden lampstands. Remember, we discussed this last Sunday. Okay? Who could this be? None other but the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? These are the words of Him. Okay? If Jesus, if the Lord Jesus is important to you, then this is very important. Okay? This is what He said. These are the words of Him. Okay? Who holds the seven churches? All right. Verse 2, it says, I know your deeds. Your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the, f the, f the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent... I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Verse 7 says, whoever, okay, again, the word whoever has ears. So this does not pertain only to the people, the members of the church during that time, okay? These are not just for the church in Ephesus during the time of John. But, okay, it says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches, okay? Let them hear what the Spirit says 
to the churches. Okay? To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Wow. Good privilege, right? When we are in God's abode. So anyway, this is the summary of it. This is church number one, Ephesus. This is the church that had forsaken its first love. The strength of this church is what? Good deeds are good deeds. You know, they, they, are, they labor hard. Uh, endurance or perseverance, righteousness, or they cannot tolerate evil people and have endure, endured and suffered on behalf of Jesus' name and have not grown weary. Okay? So th this is a spiritually strong church. Okay? So th the issue is spiritually strong and active in me. Ah, no, no. The, the issue is, okay, again, uh, they don't have intimacy with God, okay? They are, the church in Ephesus is uh, spiritually strong and active in the ministry, but no longer intimate with God. Have or have abandoned their first love. No time for God, no more devotional, no time for, to read the word, no worship, no affection whatsoever and such. So this is the kind of church that is still continuing to uh, uh, to uh, to do the things of the Lord, it's like going into the motion. You know? Okay, Kuya uh, Eric always mentioned this that we could we can go into the motion. You know, we pray, we do this, but it's no no longer intimacy with God. We're not not doing it because we, uh, of love of our passion for God. Okay. We, it's like we lost the loving feeling. You know, the, 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 the attachment is no longer there. There's no more desire to really, you know, talk to God, communicate to God. So this is the church in Ephesus. Are they serving God? Are they doing good works? Yes, they are. Are, are, are they uh, firm with their faith in Christ? Yes, they are. Uh, steadfast with their faith. They are unshakable. But, the Lord Jesus have issue, have an issue. And he said, you have forsaken your first love. He said, repent. What was the counsel? Repent and do the works you did at first. So it's not just a loving feeling. It's not just a, a, an emotional thing. But it has, you know, when you love God, it shows in your actions. Okay. You cannot say, you cannot sing, I love you, Lord, you know, but then you don't serve him. If you love God, you will serve him. So examine yourselves, friends, because this message is not just for the church in general uh, as a corporate church, but this could be applied to us individually as a member or as a part of the church. So if you think that uh, you lack the, the, uh, the, the passion that you had before, you know, when you first, when you encounter the Lord Jesus Christ, if you think uh, you've lost that intimacy with God, then this is for you. 
It is for us. Amen. We could be going into the motion. We could still be alive in the outward. Okay? But inwardly, no more touch. No more bond with the Lord Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. So that, that is the problem. Because how do you know? I mean, because now the, 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 the members of the church are already, okay, with this setting, the, the, their hearts and minds, their interest is no longer with God. Their interest is with the world, with the affairs of the, affairs of the world, with, with what's going on. That's the most important thing now. Before, with, uh, when, when believers have intimacy with God, they don't have time to, to criticize. They don't have time to be judgmental of other people. They, 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 they don't have that in their system. You know why? Because they're so focused with their love for God. But when Christians lose their love for God, now their eyes on the, on the world, on the people of the world, and, and, and they see the negative things about this person, that person, and so, so there will be gossip and slander, and they, you know, talk at the back of another person, and that is not good. That's one of the signs that you've lost your first love. So what do you think? Do you still do your devotionals? Do you still love to study the word of God? Do you, do you remember God every day? When you're alone, what do you think about? Do you think of him? You remember the song of Kuya Gary Valenciano? Dati rati laman ng puso mo ay ang pangalan ko lagi ako sa isip mo Dati rati Ano yung sunod? What's the next one? <laughs> I'm sorry. Na 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 It's like it says Ako yu, yu bukang bibig. Uh, you, you always, I'm always mentioned by you. It's like that. Bakit ngayon anong lamig? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's there. Let me see the lyrics. Uh, it's in Tagalog, so it's not in English. But uh, I hope uh, you'll bear with us if you don't understand. <laughs> okay. It says, Dati rati. So, umpisa. Laman ng puso mo ay ang pangalan ko. In English, before, uh, the content of your heart is my name. <laughs> is that right translation? And it says, Lagi ako sa isip mo. I'm always in your thoughts. Okay? Dati rati inaawitan pa Labi ay may ngiti, mga matay nagniningning. So it says, before, you always sing me a song. You sing me a song and, and you smile with a smile. Uh, mga matay nagniningning with the glittering eyes. 
it's just like you're spending time with God, you're worshiping God, and and uh, and you're so excited. It's so real, you know. That's because you're you have the first love, right? And then next part. Ngunit ngayon nagbago ka, but now you've changed. That's what the song says, and it says, "Nasana ang init ng pagsinta." Where is the love? <laughs> Pangako mo'y hindi magnagwawakas. Your promises does not last. Whoa, whoa. You see, when, when you first came to Jesus, you said, oh God, I give you my life. I will serve you. You know, all the promises, okay? But then later on, wow, we forget. We forgot because we forget about it because we, were, we are distracted by, by the world, what's going on around us. Okay, and then it says, Di, di ba't noon, samyo ng bulaklak at ihip ng hangin, ay kapansin-pansin. He says, uh, before, remember before, the smell of flowers and the, 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 blow, the breeze of the wind, you are noticing it. <laughs> It's like you're thanking God in the smallest detail. You say, God, um, you're amazing. Your creation is great. So you, you know, you are focused on God. Okay? And it says, Di ba't noon, takbo ng oras ay di mo napapansin. Laging naglalambing. Wow. It says, remember before uh, the, the time. You can even track of yeah, you lost out uh, the track of time because time doesn't matter with you anymore because you're when you're loving God, okay? Laging naglalambing. You 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 you're always showing, you know, affection to your God. Wow, this is great devotion, all right? And it says, "Ngunit ngayon naglaho na, but now Ngayon naglaho na. Naglaho is, uh, it faded the way. Okay? <laughs> Siglat tamis ng yung pagsinta. Your zeal and your sweetness, your love has faded away. Okay? <laughs> Pagmamahal kubay, kailangan pa. And God was like asking, Do you still need my love <laughs> whoa you know if if this song is really you know touching you maybe this song is messages for you let's continue with that song it says dati rati mga pangako koy kandungan mo't lakas wow Sa pagsubok ay kay tatag. It says, before, my promises was your strength. That through challenges, through trials, you're, what? You're firm, you're stable, okay? You're unshakable, you're immovable uh, through trials because you're holding on to my promises, okay? That's what the Lord says. Dibat noon, sa kaibigan mo'y ako'y 
bukang bibig. So in you, to your friends, I was your what's bukang bibig? <laughs> mouthpiece. No, not mouthpiece. It, <laughs> you, your uh, I am the 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 topic. You're the topic of your topic to your friends. Okay, I am the the main thing that you share to your friends okay you testify about me that's what the lord jesus says in this song it says bakit ngayoy anong bakit ngayoy anong lamig but why today you're so cold whoa what a rebuke <laughs> why are you so cold today you are no longer sharing the gospel you're no longer talking about jesus to your friends that's the song is telling us that's what the song is telling us Okay, di mo, uh, di mo alam. Ah, what's this? Yes, di mo alam. Ako'y nasasaktan. It's like Jesus was saying, you don't know that I get hurt. Sa di pagpansin, sa aking pagmamahal. Okay, the Lord Jesus is like saying in this song, you're, you're, you don't notice, okay? You don't know yeah, I know that. You don't know that I get hurt because you ignore me. You ignore my love. Okay? Sabi niya, and it says, Lumapit ka, ako'y naghihintay. It says, come, I'm waiting. Oh, this is, yeah, this is God, our God who loves us. He waits. He patiently waits for us to come and repent. Come home. He is calling us to come home to Him. He wants us to return to our first love. If, okay, these days, this week, you felt that you're so, 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 you know, you're so busy that you don't have time for God, I tell you, you are telling God, God, my busyness, the things that I do, is more important than you. That's your message, friend. And that is why the message of the Lord for the seven churches is so important because the Lord is calling His church to return to her first love. The Lord is calling us to return to our first love. It hurts God. Okay? It hurts God that we ignore His call, that we ignore His presence every day. You know, we are expected to talk to Him like a close uh, friend because God is a spirit, He is a person, and He is with us, in us, and with us every day, 24 hours a day, when we wake up, when we sleep, He is there besides us. <clears throat> Beside us. And, and if we don't converse, we don't, you know, He is waiting for us to at least say, Hi, Lord. Good morning, Lord. Thank you for the new day. Thank you for your great mercies. Thank you for, you know. So when the Lord, you know, uh, brings up an issue to his church 
That's a big deal. Because the one who is uh, reprimanding it, the one who is, you know, exposing it, is not a person. Not just a person. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. He is the King of Kings. He is going to return one day. And He is the judge. He will judge our works when the time comes. Because there's going to be a day of reckoning. We're going to be judged. And, and, um, and uh, when will be the best time for us to be warned and to change our ways and our doings, to repent from it, and to make things right? When is the time? I tell you, not later, but now. While we're still here, and while Jesus is not, has not come yet, okay? Remember, Jesus will come. The real Messiah will come. But, listen to this, friends. But, but, but. Before the real Messiah, okay, will come from the skies, in the clouds, and every eye will see him coming down with his angels before that will happen the false messiah will come first that is why uh when i give updates it is not to cause fear but i just want to, the church i just want to give the church a heads up that and, and don't get me wrong friends don't, don't 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 get me wrong i am not excited with the false messiah if you find me excited to the rebuilding of the third temple, not because I am excited to, to the, uh, for the appearing of the, the false Messiah. I am excited for the appearing of the real Messiah because I know that the real Messiah will not come unless the false Messiah will come first. You have to understand that. That is why for me, the third temple, the rebuilding of the third temple is so significant. It's so important so that I can be certain, okay, <laughs> of what's going to happen. Okay? No more uncertainty when that thing, when that structure is rebuilt in Jerusalem. I tell you, my friend. I tell you I'm excited because it's going to be the last seven years. Hallelujah. And I long for the day when the real Messiah will come and establish his never ending or his everlasting kingdom where there is true joy, peace, righteousness, no more sickness, no more pandemics. I tell you I am excited for that day. I love him so much. But I understand that he, that second coming, the, the, the millennial kingdom will not be established unless first the fourth kingdom, the fourth beast will be established on earth. <laughs> and that's why I'm not afraid. Because I know that our heavenly father wrote the book. He wrote the story. And I'm not going to... Uh, Spoil it because part of this series, somewhere in Revelation, I'm going to mention and discuss and dissect it. So you will understand why we should not fear how things will unfold in the days of Revelation. 
Okay? I love you, friends. I know, I, I know and you know that I cannot um, talk or give all the details or disclose all the details, but at least, at least, at least I am giving you hints and ideas as we discuss through the book of Revelation. Okay, so this is my call. I believe I am called by God to do this, to warn, to prepare the church for his return. And part of it is discuss what God points out. I mean, when uh, the issues that God is pointing, okay, concerning his church. And church number one, Ephesus, the issue, the main issue, issue okay their strength uh they're they're consistent with their faith they are uh firm they 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 continually serve the lord but there's one issue and what is that issue they lost their first love in our in the bible school we call it they lost uh their intimacy with god Intimacy, friends, is very important. Okay, so this is uh, the church number one, the church of Ephesus. Oh, I thought I'm going to. Okay, let's go to uh, church number two. The church of S- in Smyrna. Okay, verse eight, to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, these are the words of him, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the first and the last who died and came to life again. So this is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Again, although it was given through John by the angel, but the, the words in this letter to the church in Smyrna is from the Lord Jesus himself. So take note of that and uh, so we, we should steam everything that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, verse 9. <clears throat> I know your afflictions and your poverty, yet you are rich. Okay. I know about the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. <clears throat> I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful even to the point of death and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Verse 11. It says, whoever. I want to say that again. Whoever has ears. What do we mean by whoever? Whoever means... Whoever, okay? So, whoever has ears. To you who are listening right now, do you have ears to hear? Now, this is not talking, this is not referring or pertaining to a physical ear, but an, uh, 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 a spiritual ear to hear, okay? It says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Hear what? Let them hear what the Holy Spirit says to the churches, okay? To the one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. You see, 
these people, these brethren who were killed for their faith, you know, they are reassured of eternal life. Hallelujah. You know, okay, let's, let's go to the summary. <clears throat> church number two, Smyrna. This is the church that would suffer persecution. So they were cautioned that their church, them, I mean, they will go through some persecution. That's why we really cannot tell. You know, for me, we hope for the rapture. But since the Bible does not say the exact day and time, so we really cannot tell because the Bible, the Lord Jesus said, I am coming quickly. So it's imminent. And it says, I'm, I'm, I will come at a time that you do not know. So it's clear that we do not know. And Jesus said, no one knows except the Father. So that means to say, the exact time or uh, moment where Jesus will come to take us to himself is when the Father says it's time. <laughs> okay? So that's the safest answer to that. So we cannot bank on that, you know? We should not bank on that. I mean, are we excited? Oh, yeah, of course. Maranatha. That's why our church is named Maranatha. J come Lord Jesus. Okay? I am so excited for him to come. That's why I want him to fast forward everything. All right? But don't get me wrong. Because uh, the thing is, uh, some of our brethren, there are a lot of Christians who died and were not, they, they did not get to the time of the rapture. Some are being persecuted today as we speak in other countries, uh, in, in remote areas where, where Christians are persecuted. Some of them were burned in their churches. Some were reported, some were not. And so I tell you, did this happen during the time of John only? No. Even after John, even today, it's still happening. That's why I told you that the, the, the messages for the seven church, literal seven churches uh, that existed during the time of John when he wrote the book of Revelation at the island of Patmos, although it was for them, but, you know, it lives on because it's relevant. It's the, there is a spiritual significance for the churches of today. And so, this church, the church of uh, Smyrna, okay, is a church acquainted with suffering or to suffering, sufferings, and at the same time ready and willing to suffer and be persecuted for Christ. This is what I meant when, you know, the church must be ready, a persecution-ready church, because just like the church in Smyrna, Okay, they are ready and willing to suffer and be persecuted for Christ. A church that thrives over suffering, slander, and poverty. So it's very clear that the church is financially poor, okay, but rich in the Lord. Okay, they are uh, silent millionaires. <laughs> uh, is that correct? Uh, they're like... Uh, 
uh, you don't know that they were millionaires in the Lord, okay? So they are rich in strength, in faith, in endurance, in all the qualities, you know, that you admire that are exemplary for being a Christian. But they are economically, financially poor, but rich in the Lord. So <laughs> do you want to be like them? <laughs> okay. The Church of Smyrna is a church that is really admirable. You know, the church in Ephesus, they, I admire their steadfastness in, in the faith. Okay, they, they, they did not uh, renounce Jesus. They, 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 you know, they are faithful to God. They are spiritually strong. Okay, and they love righteousness. They hate wickedness. They hate evil. But they just lost their first love. Now, the second church is what? They are poor, yeah, financially poor, and that they are, they, it's like throughout their lives they are, you know, they, they, they are acquainted to afflictions and sufferings. And so the Lord said, well, what verse is that? He said, verse 10, he said, do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you and, we, and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful even to the point of death and I will give you life as your victor's crown. So I believe this is an encouragement to the churches that when this happened, it doesn't mean that God does not care. When God allows some of our brethren to go through this kind of suffering, this kind of persecution, this to the point of death. Okay, to the point of death. And they will be killed. Okay? It doesn't mean that God does not care. It's just that God was, you know, so... What do you call this? So trusting... Uh, they, he, he is so, he, he trusts that you can overcome, you know. He, he knows that you love him so much that uh, you love him more than your own life. That you're willing to give your life for him. And that gives him glory because that proves that you have conquered the enemy. Hallelujah. And so... Concerning the church in Smyrna, since they are, <laughs> I don't know, but maybe, you know, they were acquainted to uh, suffering. And so, the, you know, the, the Lord said, uh, just be ready and uh, because the devil may, will put some of you, but do not be afraid. He says, do not be afraid. You know, a lot of Christians nowadays, when they read some news, this and that, they are afraid. I understand we're human beings, we still have flesh, and you'll be afraid. But Jesus said, the Master said, do not be afraid because He is in control. But if He allows something to happen to us, then He knows what He's doing. You know, what happened to um, Joseph? You know, he was... Uh, brutally beaten by his brothers and, and, and 
and slow to slavery. But before that, he was placed in a pit, you know, and sold to slavery, etc. They almost got him killed. And then in Egypt, he was, you know, he accused, accused yeah, for a, a, a sexual assault or sale. Oh, false accusation okay uh, that he did not commit and he was put into prison and guess what sometimes we really don't understand what God allows and why he allows things but it was for the good of his people God orchestrates everything as long and for us, as his children, we should know the script. Okay? <laughs> you should follow the script. And the Holy Spirit will guide you if you're listening. If you are listening. So whoever has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen? So, guys, uh, when this happens to us, remember, 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 remember. Nothing will happen to us unless it is allowed by God. So do not fear. Why? Why, why did I say that? Re remember in Revelation it says, those who will, fall, will be taken captive into captivity, they will go. Those who will die by the sword, by the sword they will go. So meaning to say, it was predetermined. And the Lord will grant us the grace to overcome, to 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 to. to Pass the trials that he will allow for his glory. But I know we, there, there's a lot of questions in your mind, but remember this, God wrote the book. And in that book, if you're following the script, if you follow the script, it will all go well with you in the end. Okay? <laughs> in the end. That's a promise from the Lord. So do not fear. That's the thing. Do not fall into fear. The, Isaiah said, the Lord told Isaiah, do not fear what the world fears. Why? Because God is God. Let him be God. Let God be God. He wrote the book. You should know the, the, the story so that you know where to position yourself and how to prepare yourself today and for his coming. Okay? So, guys, uh, let's uh, finish the summary. Uh, so, this is a good thing about the issue. No church issue. <laughs> Hallelujah. Smyrna. And then you ask, why would God allow the church in Smyrna to go through such uh, atrocity or, you know, a, a brutal... A, a, a but it's like a killing frenzy. It's like Christians are killed. For what? What have they done to deserve death? Nothing. Just like Jesus. He was crucified. What has he done to deserve death? Nothing. But actually, he was our substitute. Uh, our substitute. Okay? He took our place. The condemnation that was... For us, okay, he took it, he bore our sins. 
It was a substitutionary death on the cross so that we could go free. That's why only through Jesus Christ we can obtain forgiveness. Okay? So guys, uh, the same with the uh, church in Smyrna. They, the Lord has no issue. None. But then, He allowed that they will go through some persecution and sufferings. And, uh, you know, the 10-day the tribulation or 10-day, uh, they will be persecuted for 10 days and, and uh, be faithful even to the point of death, it says. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. So they were promised with, and I will give you the victor's crown of life. The one who conquers will never be hurt by the second death. So if you see, that's why we, we you know, we wrote the summary so that uh, it's, it can be understood or you can understand it better. Okay, so while I'm talking and as uh, John, uh, huh? I Kareel, it's Kareel <laughs> who is uh, controlling this. So you see as it flashed on the screen, uh, you can take a picture or copy it. That's a summary, okay? Uh, to the church in Pergamum, let's, how much time left? Okay, let, let, let's, let me uh, finish this uh, as soon as possible. Okay, verse 12, it says, To the angel of the church in Pergamum write, These are the words of him, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. These are the words of Jesus who has the sharp, double-edged sword. Verse 13, I know where you live, where Satan has his throne, yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me. Very good. Not even in the days of Antipas. Who is Antipas? My faithful witness who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have few things against you. There are some among you who hold to the teaching of Bilam. Okay, in Jewish pronunciation, it's Bilam. It's for us, Balaam, okay? Balaam, okay, if you want. <clears throat> who taught Balak or Balak. May Balak talaga ito. Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed sexual immorality. Verse 15 says, Likewise, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Repent therefore, otherwise I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Verse 17, take note, it says, Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Okay? So guys, take note. The message is from the Lord Jesus Christ, but, you know, the Holy Spirit, okay, is the one speaking to your heart. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna, okay? I will also give that person a white stone with an, a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. Ha, ha, ha. Surprise, okay? <laughs> so this is a summary the church, the church number three is uh, Pergamum. The church in Pergamum that needed to repent from what sin? It's called syncretism. So let me explain. 
This is the church, uh, the strength of the church. They remain true or firm in Jesus' name and never deny their faith in Him. Very good. Two thumbs up. But here's the issue. Okay? Although they are loyal, okay, they are loyal but compromising. What kind of compromising criticism? So guys, listen. Is this true today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So do you know a church that uh, they preach the gospel but at the same time they're not living right with God? Okay. No one is perfect. No church is perfect. So here, here's, but here's the point. Let's discuss the church in Pergamum. It says, loyal but compromising. The church in Pergamum is loyal to Christ, yet some are charged or blamed for a wrongdoing called syncretism. What is syncretism? The mixing of different beliefs. Example, the worship of Yahweh and of pagan gods. So, this was true during the time of the father of King Ahab. And then, same true with the time of Ahab, the king, you know. So, it says, some members adhere to false doctrines. This is the teaching of Balaam. To eat food, sacrifice to idols, and practice immorality. And the teaching of Nicolaitans, the Greek word Nicola, meaning let us eat, referring to food offered to idols. Okay. So what is the counsel of God? God advised them to repent from sexual immorality and from eating food sacrificed to idols or demons. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10, can we read? 1 Corinthians 10, 18 says, Consider the people of Israel. Do not those who eat the sacrifices participated, participate in the altar. Verse 19, Do I mean then that food sacrificed to an idol is anything? Or that an idol is anything? It's not about an idol, actually. It's not about the idol or the food. What is it about? Okay, verse 20 says, No, but the sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons. Meaning to say, the sacrifices of pagans, okay, before the altar, before the idols, are offered to demons, not to God. Okay, read that. Not to God. And I do not want you to be, to be participants with demons. Okay, so, so I, I'm not, I, I did not say this. This is not coming from me. This is coming from the Apostle Paul himself. He said that when you sacrifice to idols, you're not doing it for God. You're doing it for demons. Verse 21, you cannot drink a cup of the Lord and a cup of demons too. So you cannot... Uh, be a double agent, right? <laughs> you have to choose one. And it says, you cannot have part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. Read that. That's in the Bible. Any version of the Bible, read that. 1 Corinthians 10. And verse 20, in verse 22, it says, are we trying to arouse the Lord's jealousy? Are we stronger than He? So it's like saying, do not provoke God. Okay, so this is the, let's go back to Balaam. This is the uh, issue that God pointed to the church at Pergamum. Okay? It's called syncretism. One word for it is syncretism. Uh, okay? Um, now, who is Balaam? Balaam is a double agent prophet. Meaning to say he can work on both sides. You know? He can work for the enemy. Because he's, he's you know, you can pay him. Okay? <laughs> uh, he's like a mercenary, you know? Uh, it's uh, if the price is right 
something like that. So either side. So meaning to say, Balaam's counsel was indirect to to the to King Balak, Balak. So to, uh, he advised Be- Balak to set a trap for the children of Israel so that they would eat food, sacrifice to idols, and commit sexual sin. So this is a trap. Why? Because when they sacrifice to idols, to pagan gods, and commit immorality, this opens the door. Because of sin, it opens the door for curse. So be- when you sin, curse is there at the door. Okay? Um, so the issue here is not eating meat used in pagan rituals, but actually participating in idolatrous feasts and s- sexual sin. Thus, therefore, curses could take effect, okay? So that uh, the protection, the blessing of God is no longer there. So they can be attacked by Balak and his army. So th- th- that's the idea why Balaam uh, advised Balak to set a trap. Okay, that, that's the. So anyway, let's uh, let's proceed to the last church. Is this the last one? Yeah, yeah, the last one for chapter two. We will continue next week. Um, uh, okay, 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 okay. Where are we? Yes, yes, yes. What verse? Uh, ver- yeah, chapter two, verse eighteen, to the church in Thyatira. To the angel of the church in Thyatira write, write, These are the words of the Son of God. Now it's very clear. Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. Verse 19. Wow, this is exemplary for me. Let's read verse 19. It says, I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than what you did at first. Whoa, this is like the opposite, you know, of uh, of the first Ephesus, right? The church in Ephesus, they were counseled by God to do the things you did at first. But this one, they're, they're doing more than the, the things that they did at first. So they, they are improving, right? Verse 20 says, Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to us. Remember, this is twice mentioned in chapter 2. So this is big deal to God. Idolatry is really big deal. Okay? Look. Verse 21, he said, I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. Verse 22, so I will cast her on a bed of suffering and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of her ways. I will strike her children dead and all the churches will know that I am he who searches the hearts and minds. God monitors our hearts and minds. And he says, I will repay each of you according to your deeds. Verse 24, now I say to the rest of you in Theatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching, who do not believe in Jezebel, and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I, or, or, or the mystical, the, 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 the philosophies, you know, things like that, or, or the, the secret knowledge or something like that, okay? So Satan, uh, he, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ said, I will not impose any burden on you, verse 25, except 
to hold on to what you have until I come. So this is a message to the churches before and today that until Jesus comes, hold on to what you have. Hold on to your faith in Christ. Amen? And it says, verse 26, To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations, verse 27, that one will rule them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery. Just as I have received authority from my father, I will also give to the one the morning star. It's, just, it's, like, a, a, it's like a glory. It's like a whatever. So we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Verse 29, it says again, whoever, whoever means what? Whoever, okay? Whoever means whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So, here's the summary. Church number four, the church in Theatira, the church that tolerates false prophets. Is that true today? Are there churches that uh, welcomes... Uh, <laughs> False prophecies and yes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, ver uh, number two, church strength. The, their church is what are the strength of the church in Theatira? They have great deeds, good works. You know, they're strong with love, uh, faithfulness, ministry of helps. Okay, that's what it says. That's why it says service. Okay. And strength in trouble or endurance. That your last works are greater than the first. I mean, you say they are improving. And they're growing. Very good. Amen? But the issue, what is the issue that the Lord Jesus pointed to the church in Theatira? Tolerates the spirit of Jezebel. Resulting to idolatry and moral failure. Man. Before this was the message, but today is this significant? Yes, moral failure. When we say moral failure, immorality, moral failure, it has something to do with sexual sins, you know? And, and there are churches that tolerate what is abominable to God. Amen? If you understand, God created male and female, male and female okay so when you say uh, a church that tolerates uh, you know jezebel the spirit of jezebel resulting to idolatry and moral failure that's sexual immorality not, not but in context this it was really pertaining to a practice of sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols right but if you look at the context remember this this Jezebel is not the Jezebel of the Old Testament. First, he, uh, this, uh, the message that was sent to the church in Theatira was for the, the, the church members of Theatira Church. Okay. Did I say it right? Oh, anyway. It was for the church and the Jezebel was a Jezebel who was... A member of that church, okay, <laughs> who proclaims herself to be a prophetess, but in the in this verse, it was uh, uh, what do you call this? It was uh, 
identi- uh, identical to the Jezebel in the Old Testament. So it's, it's kind of, because it's parallel. The, the Jezebel during the time of the church in Theatira and the Jezebel in the Old Testament, okay, which is the evil wife of King Ahab, okay, they have the same thing. Both of them claims to be a prophetess, okay? But in the, the truth is they are not prophets of the living God because they promote what? Idolatry and what? Okay? Pagan worship and sexual immorality. So they are not prophets of God. Instead, they were known as sorceress. They, 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 they practice sorcery with their all of their what? Uh, gadgets, <laughs> not not electronic gadgets. Okay, with all of those things that are in front of them, and uh, because you see, uh, uh, Jezebel in the Old Testament, his father was a priest to 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 Asherah, okay, or, or Astarte, okay. Astarte or Asherah is the is a goddess. Uh, that is the wife or a consort of Baal. Okay? In, in the Greek, they call Baal Zeus. Okay? So, here's the thing. Uh, they introduced the, 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 um, the evil wife, the wicked wife of King Ahab introduced pagan worship to, Israel, to, to his husband, King Ahab. <coughs> and so Ahab, <coughs> excuse me, and so Ahab uh, uh, caused Israel to worship, to, to embrace, uh, to accept Baal as their national god during that time, during Ahab's time. Okay, so, so now it's uh, in this uh, passage that Jezebel alive during the time of John, the, during the time of the seven churches, uh, is also identified with the Jezebel in the Old Testament. So you, you, can, you have a better picture. So now, the issue is uh, the spirit of, the Je- of Jezebel, okay, whether Old Testament or New Testament. The spirit of Jezebel was tolerated. It's a tolerant church. Okay, you want to practice, uh, you're a Christian, but you want to practice horoscope, okay? You're a Christian, but do you want to practice the, uh, what, what was the latest, yeah, witchcraft, or you want the, to practice palm reading. Okay, you're a Christian, but uh, the tarot, the tarot cards, the, the 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 spirit of the glass, or Halloween, you know, things like that. You know, any it it points to the cultural, pre, uh, uh, what do you call this? <laughs> so th- th- there is a cultural pressure at the time you know tradition okay from paganism but then to avoid some sort of uh, you know persecution or suffering from that you know that uh, tradition you, you do not you don't you know it's like you want to avoid countering the flow <laughs> okay uh because they've been through a lot of persecution already. They've been through a lot. And, uh, but that is why, you know, there, there are churches that instead of correcting it and going against it, they just allow it. 
They just allowed the church to practice uh, witchcraft. And that is sad. Okay? So, the, the same thing. Let's go back. Uh, uh, consequences for not repenting. Those who commit adultery with her will suffer intensely, etc. So, the counsel of God to those who are clean, just hold on to what you have until it come. Okay, etc., etc. So, this Jezebel in, 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 in what church is this again? Theatira was alive during the early church, right? And she is a false prophet and a false teacher because she teaches to, you know, to, to lead, to mislead God's people to immorality, sexual immorality, okay? So, but this Jezebel was identical to the Jezebel in the Old Testament who calls herself also a prophetess, but it's actually, both of them are doing sorcery. So, in Hebrew, uh, they call it Ezebel, okay? That Ezebel, I-Z-E-V-E-L, woman. That is someone who re resembles King Ahab's queen, <coughs> Ezebel or Jezebel in English, okay, supported idolatry and came dangerously close to eliminating true worship of God. That's what happened in 1 Kings 16, 1 Kings 18, 1 Kings uh, 2 Kings chapter 9. So if you read those chapters, you will see that uh, somehow syncretism was really a strong religion. What is syncretism again? It is the mixing, okay? It is the mixing of uh, two religions, you know, the, the worship of the real God plus the pagan God, plus idolatry. So it's always like that. It's monotheism plus uh, uh, what's monotheism and uh, polytheism. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> polytheism, worship of other gods or many gods, okay? So uh, uh, this this Ezebel injects occultism or other demonic practices to the messianic community in those days. Okay, uh, the same with uh, in the Old Testament, uh, the evil wife of King Ahab, which is Jezebel, the one who spurred Baal or uh, worship to Ahab to King Ahab. Uh, may thank you made the Israelites adopt Baal as their national god. So again, what is syncretism? Syncretism is the truth plus idolatry. Okay? Truth plus idolatry. Now, so I want to close with this. Maybe you were shocked, and this is the first time you, you are hearing this. You've been reading the Bible, but um, it was not clear to you what is right before the eyes of God and what is not. And if you might wonder, so if that is wrong before God, why is God allowing it? Okay, stay tuned with us throughout this uh, series because somewhere along the way, I'm going to tell you why God is silent when evil is happening here and there. Okay, we are somehow going to make mention of that. Okay, why is that part of the story, etc., etc., something like that. So stay tuned. Um, uh, but... I just want to make it clear to you that this syncretism, although it was based in the Old Testament, 
Um, there is, uh, of course, Exodus 20. You know what God said in verse 3, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image of any form. Now, in other churches, they, they uh, rephrased you know, the, the, the verses. So, I'm not going to touch on Exodus 20. But instead, I'm going to talk, I'm going to give you a take-home scripture on, on the thing why God hates idol worship, why God hates idolatry. You see, idolatry will always end up with sexual immorality. Okay? Uh, that's why in, 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 in places where, where idolatry was, you know, very... Yeah, you know what I mean. So let's just you see that there is a lot of uh, never mind. So I don't want to mention it. So, but just for yourself, okay? Read the Bible. I I just don't want to be condemning. That's why I'm trying to uh, choose my words, what not to say, what to say. So please bear with me. But. The thing is, I love you all, and I love God above all, and we just, I just don't want God to be hurt time and time again by some of our actions that does not really help, that does not really give Him glory, that does not glorify Him. So that is why we have there is a need for the church to be reminded or to study the, the messages that God uh, sent through John. Because, you know, we have to know right now what are the things that offends God. And one of those things that we just, you know, that we mentioned in this episode is that He doesn't want syncretism. He doesn't want us to... to, to incorporate paganism to our right belief. Okay? So, I want to give you a take-home. Three scriptures. Leviticus 26.1, 1 Corinthians 10.14, and 1 John 5.21. Let's begin with Leviticus 26.1, Old Testament. Okay? So, if you have your Bible with you, this is just a tip. I hope uh, this. I do not sound very strong. But if this come very strong to you, it's not because of my, the tonality of my voice, but because of the heavy heaviness and seriousness of this of the context from this scripture. Okay, so let's take a look at Leviticus twenty-six verse one. It says, "Do not make." idols or set up an image or a sacred stone for yourselves do not place a carved stone in your land to bow down before it for i am the lord your god let me repeat that leviticus 26 1 okay please understand whoever has ears to hear let him hear what the spirit says it says do not make idols what does that mean it means do not make. So I say, oh, I do not worship idols. Yeah, you do not worship idols, but it, the Bible says do not make. Okay, I did not make that. I bought that. Okay, okay. Next part, it says, do not make idols or, what's the or? Or set up an image. 
So the point that you have set it up, you have placed it somewhere, you put it there or there or there, it's still setting up, right? So guys, do not, uh, don't get me wrong and uh, do not get angry at me. I did not say this. The Bible says this. That's why I, I really encourage people or Christians to look for a Bible-believing church where the Bible is the final authority, okay? Not, not, not the leaders of the church, <laughs> okay? The final authority is the Lord Jesus Christ himself, okay? The words of Christ, the word of God, the Bible. So in a Bible-believing church, you know, they, they, every word that you read in scriptures are important. Okay, so it says, do not make, second, do not set up an image. Clear? Do not set up. <laughs> so that's it. Or a sacred stone for yourselves. So, and it says, and do not place a carved stone in your land. So not even outside. <laughs> okay, <laughs> You cannot make, you cannot set up in your house, and you cannot Put them outside your house or in your farm or in your land or bow down before it. It says, and he said, for I am the Lord your God. God is a jealous God. You see, it's, it's kind of mockery. It's, it's kind of provoking. You know why? Because God is a living God. And he loves us, he provided for us, he took care of us, he, he, he did everything for us. But then we thank those things that do not have life, they have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, they cannot hear. They have mouth, they cannot speak. How could you thank another God who is not alive? God who is alive, he did everything good to us. And then you thank another God who does not hear you. Isn't that an, like an insult to God? That's why he said, I am a jealous God. That's why I said, Do not, thou shalt not have other gods before me. So guys, that's Leviticus chapter 26 verse 1. Now, you might say, well, brother, that's from the Old Testament. Oh, what about the New Testament? Okay, I, I, I picked two verses from the New Testament. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 14. Okay, you can read that in your own uh, scripture or whatever version you have, okay? It says, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14 says, Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. In fact, this time, it's not saying you should not make, you should not set up, and you should not place outside. It says, flee, okay? Stay away. Now, who said this? This is the Apostle Paul. So, if you're mad right now, you know, you can be mad <laughs> with the apostle, but it, it does not help, friends. It's either you submit to the words of God, it's either you submit to the will of God, or not at all. Or continue with idolatrous practice, practices. But remember, the Lord pointed out issues, his issues to those churches that practices syncretism. When you say syncretism, it's combining the real faith in God, faith in the living God, plus faith in the false gods. Okay? It's combining. It's called syncretism. So, 
Um, so 1 Corinthians 10.14 says, Flee from idolatry. Another scripture, 1 John chapter 5.21. Okay. 1 John chapter 5.21 says, Dear children. Okay. John. He says, Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. So if the apostles were here with us, if they're here right now, okay, they will tell you the same things. Stay away, flee from idolatry, keep yourselves from idols. So friends, <clears throat> I did not say this, okay, but you can read it from the Bible. The Bible said it. My job is to remind, reiterate, uh, retell, uh, encourage you to do the will of God. So now you know the will of God. It's up to you. It's either you change or God will change. But remember this. God does not change. He is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Okay? Meaning to say, His uh, will, His moral laws, okay, still the same. It does not change. What he hates, he hates. He hates sin. Okay? His hatred towards sin is permanent. Alright? So, what are those sins? What are those abominations? You need to study the Bible. And one of which is idolatry and sexual immorality. Pornography. Things like that. The only way you can overcome those is through the Holy Spirit. Why? Because when you, you, you get close, you, you draw closer, you go after God, and then you, when you establish intimacy with God by the help of the Holy Spirit, you know what? You will overcome. Because th that ongoing relationship with the Holy Spirit will influence us. Amen? What do I mean by that? Because no one is holy. But there is one holy who can make us holy, and his name is Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> so that is the idea. <clears throat> okay? Knowing the scripture, memorizing scriptures is not it. Okay? Because you cannot apply it. You cannot apply them unless first, okay, you walk with the Spirit. Walk with God. Walk in the Spirit. Okay? So... Friends, uh, there, there are, I, I want to share, there's a lot of things I want to share with you, but uh, I want to close it, uh, uh, the, the, our part two, we covered uh, four, four churches, and we will finish it next week, and then we will continue with the uh, end game story of God, okay, are you excited? The, the, the messages to the literal seven churches, which is also significant to the present church today, uh, is very important. Why? Because it is from Jesus. And um, we love you, friends. And remember, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for 
Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash MFCDVO. God bless.